and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 on the AM dial, 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours and appreciate you spending uh, some of that time here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we are going to head to Vegas at the bottom of the hour. Lucky us. Wish we were actually doing it, although we may next month, mm-hmm. uh, potentially. Uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point. As Chris told us oh two or three weeks ago when he joined us last time they were going to put out their season win totals but we're going to do it different than most of the properties and online uh, books uh, that are legal in so many states have done they are going to do conference games only those numbers are out we will pick his brain on that we'll also ask him get his thoughts on how a number of these uh, online books versus the Vegas books handled John Rahm uh, being forced to withdraw with a COVID positive on Saturday. So, as always, lots of topics for Chris Andrews. Uh, I love the segment, um, and we're going to get it at 10.30 here this morning. At 11.05, Scott Dockerman is just back from vacation. He will join us. Uh, boy, the Athletics been busy. If you're a fan of Big Ten football, I know that they have put out their season previews. I want to say for eight of the Big Ten teams, five of which happen to show up on the Hawks' schedule. So if you are ready to uh, re-familiarize yourself with college football, the Athletic is a one-stop shop. If you're a fan of the Big Ten, I'm assuming they're doing it for all of the Power Five conferences, but Doc covers a Big Ten school, and that's what he thought to tweet out. So he will join us at 11.05. Last week, we went around OTAs with the Bears, likewise with the Packers. We'll do the same today with Nick Athen on the Chiefs, who I think came very close to getting Julio Jones. And wouldn't that have been a nightmare, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos fans? But it didn't happen. He is a Titan, so Nick Athen will join us for a few minutes. Get the latest on the Kansas City Chiefs. Trent Condon is back. The show is back to normal. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, somebody on Twitter said I was going to be Wally Pipped as he had a... <laughs> Old partner coming through yeah. the town yesterday, huh? Yeah, Jimmy B was in town and he stopped by, oh, I don't know, 1040 yesterday morning. So he reached out to me on Sunday. I'd forgotten that you had said that Brinson's coming to town for mm-hmm. for a funeral. And um, I, I just completely slipped my mind. Not that I would have you know, gone out to meet him. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Especially at night. Um but uh, so he reached out to me, and I, you know, I, I'd love to have him in, and absolutely, I mean that. It was, look, I had a great time with Jimmy B. Yeah, he's a different cat. Yes, and <laughs> still is to this day. So he came. Same on, old Jimmy B. Same old Jimmy B. The voice, he's he's kind of normal, and then the red light. Oh, good afternoon, everybody. So he came on and just kind of picked up like we were doing a Jimmy B. and Ken segment. Yeah, as we did, um, you know, for I don't know, was three and a half or four and a half years, whatever it was. So yeah. It was good to see Jimmy. He looks the same. Yeah, he, he doesn't age today. Shuffling around. Yep. Yeah. You know what? He's he's smaller than I remembered. So he's a tiny dude. I talked to somebody else that that saw him over the weekend, and they yeah. said the exact same thing. 
He's getting even smaller. I think he is, Trent. I'm not making that up. 5'2", 84 pounds? There's not a whole lot for him to go away to. No, uh, it was the height that Norman... I don't think he's lost any weight, per se. Yeah. He looks good. He lo- he really does. For he's got a guy the new that- hips. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, that um, you know, he moves around good for eighty-one years old. So yes, he does. Uh, good, for, good for. I don't know how old he is. Got to be seventy, I would say. Seventy-three. Seventy-three in his early. Oh, 70s. he's he's got to be just steaming mad that we're. Well, even he's talking gone. About he's that. he's back. He's back home. Okay, now. good. Didn't want me to tell anybody where he lived. Still, still, he doesn't want to. There's got to be people after. Him. I don't know. I just uh, doesn't want to have house guests or. He's doing radio, you know. Yes, yeah. But he didn't want to let me, you know, don't say what station or don't say anything. Just, you know, I don't want anybody. <laughs> okay. But it was good to see him. Uh, and he joined, uh, he was part of the show yesterday. So, obviously, uh, if you would have been here, I'm, I'm assuming we would have spent a lot of time on the John Rom. Um, not from the not from the perspective that COVID took him out of the tournament. Those mm-hmm. are the rules. It's, that's the PGA's protocol. Uh, as I said yesterday, Trent, I mean, the, my biggest beef was that the way they did it. I mean, to not let him get into the scores tent or out of the public eye. Uh, Jim Nance is signing off on CBS's coverage and, and left us, as he was, you know, wondering what the hell had happened. Somebody die? You know, he just didn't know. You could see John Rom buckle over and tears start coming and think, what? Good God, what happened to this poor guy? A six shot lead, a dominating performance at, though not a major, Certainly in the next tier yeah, of golf Yeah, it is, for sure. The a Beaumont, top 10 tournament? Jack's tournament? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Fair to say. Yep. I, I saw some people bantering about, could you have done something different? Could have you let him go off and play the final round on his own? Yeah. Be the first one off. Right. You know, have a second player play with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe have Jack play with him, whatever. And as I'm hearing that, I no. That's not how you, you do you it. You can't. The, 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 you're in the final group for a reason. A, yeah. you've, observed, you've, you've done enough over the weekend to be there, but there's pressure in the final group. You can't... I mean, that's moving the goalposts. Uh-huh. You, you can't do that because of this... I understand. It's a pandemic that we just went through. Right? And rules have changed on the fly in a lot of different sports. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But in golf, for where we are right now, even with a six-shot lead, because if it was two... The lead was two? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that, right? No, no, no. So did you bet him? Did you have a bet on John Rom? I had him in fantasy this week. Andrew Downs, our program director's brother, has a big fantasy league that I'm in. Okay. I'm Every in week? Yeah, it's a weekly thing. Wow. You can only use uh, golfer twice throughout the course of the year. Wow, so you got to pick your spots. Yes. And, and it starts when? Does it start in Hawaii? And yeah, goes through, all through the mackerel. year. So you really got to pick your spots. You do. And th- this was my first use of Rom this year. I was excited. I've uh. been terrible all year long, but... It's also split up where it's not just the full season. There's quarters of seasons. The majors are so worth more. they pay out. I was going to make some money, it felt yep. like. For yep. the first time, I was actually maybe even get my full, close to my full investment back. And then John Rom. So they didn't pay you in the fantasy no. thing, right? Because all it comes down to is money won in the tournament. Gotcha. That's how they do the so, story. So I know fantasy is in Iowa, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? When next time we have Brian Rilko, and I reached out to, from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, I reached out to him yesterday to find out when May's numbers are coming out because I wanted to put him in our script for our oh, Mediacom yeah. show. Yep. They're not going to be released until Thursday. But, you know, um, I, I would like to know. You know, you can bet on sports. You don't have to bet on fantasy anymore. But I still play daily fantasy do you? all the time. I, I play golf pretty much every week. Yeah. Full tournament golf. Can you tell how many other players are, are people are participating? Not from Iowa. It's okay. because it's national. Oh, contest. this is a national thing. Yes. In. Gotcha. Now, the one that I'm in with 
Andrew's brother. That's just yeah, a bunch of local people, right, like thirty right. local guys. But as it pertains to the DraftKings online, yeah, that's what I want to know. It doesn't say you know you're in a tournament with fifty people and six of them are from Iowa. Can you tell how much is in the pool? Yeah, yeah. That that's all out there. Mm-hmm. Basically, you play say a five dollar contest, and there's twenty people in that contest. That's one of the ones I like to play. So it's a hundred dollars in the pool. They actually only pay out ninety dollars. I mean. They got to get their juice too. Yep. So that's how that works. But eh, it's fun. I still like it. I enjoy it. But you're right with sports betting. Yeah. If we would have had this beforehand, it would have been huge. But because it it almost came after mm-hmm. the sports wagering, it didn't get a chance to develop a foothold. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good question for Brian. Yeah, and I think we'll have him at some point uh, once the numbers come out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in in the next few days. So, do you have a problem with the online books? Paid they they either refunded or a lot of them paid out as a win some in site credit some actual cash in your account i get why they did it we we see that the bad beats if you will and that's an awful beat but what are you going to do next time when a guy actually you know he twists an ankle walk into his car you he's know, Tony Fee now, but actually Tony Finau, doesn't play right? in the tournament. Yes, right. But can't answer the bell, uh-huh. or gets food poisoning from, on Saturday night. He orders grub into his room because he gets to turn in early. After all, he's going to tee off in the final group with a four shot lead, and he's sick as a dog, and he can't get out of bed, and he's got to withdraw. What do you do? I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's not the right precedent. I'm glad that the sports books, and I didn't have a ticket on John Rom. I'm glad that they held their ground and stuck to house rules. It's a withdrawal. He started the tournament. You withdrew from the tournament. Sorry, it's a bad beat. Because we see more and more of this, the prevalence of these bad beats and different sports books paying out. Oh, it's a great marketing tool. And that's what it is. Uh-huh. And I will tell you one thing. If there was even a single, I don't know, $10,000 wager on John Rom to win that tournament. There was a, there was a $10,000 wager. And was this one of the places yes, that that paid out? Really? I'm pretty sure I saw that over the weekend, Trent. That was it William I got to find. There was a $10,000 Now you got me wondering. Was it 1,000 <laughs> or was it 10? There was a significant wager on John yeah. Rom that was paid out as a win, as a win. Uh-huh. See that that's and the difference between one thousand and ten thousand, yes, I think, is pretty significant yeah. too. If it's thousand, okay, I can see a ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Need to talk to those people about some advertising. Really, they're handing out money like that for people that will say, "Well, you're opening up Pandora's box. It's it's going to lead to every time there's something they can ask." But guess what? You still have a losing ticket. Uh-huh. This is more about the goodwill, and I'm fine with it personally. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to be if I had a rom ticket at a property that didn't pay out. I'm not going to lose my crap about it. So what happens next time? Because now the precedent has been set. What happens when... You still I, have a losing ticket. And, I agree. And that that would be, I think, the sportsbook argument. We did it that time, yes. Mm-hmm. That was goodwill for the people that had at the time. Right. We're not doing it every time. Because though. we were in a pandemic, and the pandemic changed things everywhere yep. throughout the world. And that Therefore... Look, I, I can see the argument. I can see the uh, the marketing... Uh, the marketing... Um, gain boost if you will and here's the thing it's you're going to get it back yes you're going to give it back because uh-huh. you feel like you're playing with a little bit of house money which you are so maybe you're going to bet a little bit more and in all likelihood you're going to go down in flames as uh two guys that are hot and loose in a contest that were basically playing with free money mm-hmm. I, I bet completely different than i do in my normal life for our bet rivers contest because it's not your money it's not my money now but it is at the end of the contest that's true right 
and I'm on the plus side, so maybe I need to slow down on some of my dumb wagers that I'm making right now. But that's kind of the part of it. And you're right. If it's putting an extra 500 bucks in some guy's account that's a nickel and dimer that's playing 5 and $10 bets throughout – over the course, mm-hmm. by the time football season comes around, he's probably lost that five hundred dollars sure, anyway. Right, he's going, he's uh, depositing, uh-huh. going back to the debit card. However, you fund those things, right. or whatever method that you choose, um, yeah, and putting cash in. All right, so yesterday, Trent, in the world of sports, I, you're going to have to help me out. I, I watched my squad go down in flames, and and when they did, for the first time, maybe, um, it sunk in to me. <laughs> That I'm 60. Well, it's not. I shouldn't say that. It's sunk in a lot that I'm in my 60s, but it, not in this perspective, right? It's starting to. I'm starting to think that I'm never going to see it in my lifetime. And what I'm referring to is I'm never going to see my my team actually get to the pinnacle, which is the one trophy, the first trophy. You know, if you grow up in Canada, the first trophy you ever come across, right, is mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. And it's and I needed to be by myself. I needed some time. I turned off the TV. I went kind of in a uh, my, well, my wife's office, which is pitch dark, and just sat in a chair and just kind of started, started thinking about, you know, this is probably not going to happen because they do not like anything like a team that is anywhere close to getting to the promised land. And that was a blow yesterday. You know, as you were saying that, I just went back to Cubs fans in my life. Sure. And that kind of feeling. Yeah. But as an outsider, like myself, looking at the Cubs, well... All right, they got an ownership group. You've, I felt like it was ultimately going to happen. Mm-hmm. They were going to get there. It's a huge city, with a huge fan base, with a ton of money. You though, the Winnipeg Jets, that is not that organization. No, but they are. The, the guy that owns them is one of the richest men in the world. So what if? What's the salary cap structure? I mean, could he just overspend? No, because no one wants to come. And but that's how you're going to get those guys. Is we're going to overspend if it's, there's only so much cap room that can go around, and, right? and the cap makes that yeah, seemingly impossible. It does because the Cubs have Chicago and yes. they have the Cubs and they have the organization, the Winnipeg Jets. The I'm bleachers. sorry, I don't want to be an a hole to no. you here, but no, I'm not. No, you don't have to. You, you don't have to be sorry. I say the same things. They're, they're the Winnipeg Jets, yeah. and you lived in Winnipeg, you know. Oh, baby, free agents. So you have to develop. You have to get those young guys at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's the and they had the chance to develop a couple years ago with Line A and Shifley as they're yep. making their way through. Yeah, it doesn't happen. I, I have the same thought as a Hawkeye fan. They're ultimately never going to win. A national championship. They're never. It's never in, going in football, to happen. Football, basketball, maybe get close. I, I mean, we've seen some teams that have no. Not shouldn't say no business in the final four, but unlikely to ever make a final four mm-hmm. run that have in the past, right? So I think. I mean, obviously, the path to a championship is more likely, in my opinion, to happen in basketball as opposed to football. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree, and I'm fine probably with that. so. And I'm I'm fine when I get in an argument with my sister's Buckeye boyfriend, and and they played a different level. Yes, I, I still have fifty five twenty four, and I hold it over his head every right. single time. And what about national championships? What about Big Ten championships? Yeah, fifty five twenty four. Yeah. Come talk to me about that. Right. You swim in different waters. Uh-huh. Ohio State does, Alabama does, Clemson does, then Iowa, then Iowa State, and I'm okay with that. Take the positives. But this is that's college sports right. at the professional level. I kind of am in the same spot as you. I don't know. I'm in my 40s, and I really don't know if I'll see the Bears win a Super Bowl. Oh, game. I think you will, Trent. I think you will. 
I know you love Justin Fields. I, I love do. Justin Fields, and, and I hope he's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this organization be so poorly run for mm-hmm. so long that I just have no hope. Rodgers can't play forever. It's true, and and he might but not don't even be another play. Aaron Rodgers. Maybe well, not in Green Bay, but somewhere. Sure. Uh, but but you know what? He might be in Chicago, and he might already be in Chicago, and he oh, might yeah. be actually wearing Aaron Rodgers' number because isn't he twelve? And it's fun talking to Chiefs fans now because I think they were in the same spot. Sure, they were for a long time watching until, Denver win those Super yes. Bowls until Patrick Mahomes right. came in. It's all it takes. You get the right guy. We're fine. We'll make the playoffs every once in a while. We'll be all right, but never mm-hmm. going to be able to win a Super Bowl. Right. And then you get that guy. It can change quickly. It can. Uh, and maybe it will with the announcement this morning from Pete Thamel at Yahoo Sports. If you're a college football fan, uh, I strongly recommend uh, yahoosports.com for this piece. Pete Thamel opined on it. It came out yesterday? Last night. Last yep. night, right. I read it this morning. Saw it this morning for the first time. So at some time, point last night it came out. Well, I'm looking at it right now, 11.39. So no wonder I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I still was in the dark room. <laughs> um, but but um, what we're talking about is next month in Chicago, the power brokers of college football, some of the commissioners, some of the big-name commissioners, uh, including... Uh, Bullsby, Sankey, Swarbrick, uh, Kevin Warren, dot, 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 um, and even some group of five commissioners are going to be in Chicago for the beginning of what looks as though will be the first steps towards legitimately expanding college football's playoff. And the proposal that seems to be in the lead right now as they head to Chicago 17th and 18th to begin discussions is a 12 team expansion college football the power 5 championship teams get an automatic berth then you fill in the rest of them so the top 4 teams would get a bye team 5 would play team 12 team 6 11 dot 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 with 5 6 7 and 8 8 hosting 9 Seven hosting ten. Those games actually being played on campus at campus stadiums. So there's a ton to be worked out. Uh, the revenue splits. I mean, if you've got one of those home games, if you're team five and you're hosting team number 12, whoever that may be, how does that revenue split up? Do you put it all in one pool? This will not happen this year. This will not happen next year. But 2023 is when most believe college football playoff expansion will be upon us. Your thoughts? Bring it in. I'm ready for it. And I am somebody for a long time that was against expansion. The college football playoff, okay, you get Mm -hmm. four teams, but if you're going to do it, I wanted to see them either expand further. I never thought four was the right number. I never thought 12 would be a number that they'd ever go to, though. I thought it was going to be the slow progression from eight 4 to, to 16, and then ultimately yeah. to 16, yeah. and that's probably where it was going to stop. Mm-hmm. But you jump past the 8, and you get to the 12, and I think 12 is a better number. At 8, if you're taking the five conference champions from the Power 5 mm-hmm. plus one group of five team, you've got two spots left for the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an easier bracket. Right, There are no buys. That's probably the simplest term to look at it, but 12 is interesting. 12 is, I think, a way where you can still meld. You give the advantage to the teams that finish in the top four. Right. One thing I didn't see in Thamel's piece, and I know we talked about this before, when this about a month ago when we first heard about 12, to be in the top four, do you have to win your conference? Has that been talked about yet? No. That was a nugget I saw, and I can't remember where the first time, but I really liked it because I would hate for a year that 
when your regular season conference or when your champions? championship game? Yes, I think it. I think it is in the piece. I think it's champions. Good because there'll be a year where Alabama will go twelve and zero. Auburn will go eleven and one. They're only lost to. Alabama. They didn't win their division. Right. They didn't win their conference yet. They're still a top four, yeah. and you get a bye without even having to play in that championship game. Yeah. That I don't like that. Keep that away. Mm-hmm. You can be the five seed, mm-hmm. and you can host, and you right. get the worst team in there, the 12 seed. Mm-hmm. I think that's the fairest way to do that. So I'm happy to see that that is a part of it, because I think that's that's important. And, and adding a little bit of importance and intrigue to conference championship Saturday, Oh. Because there's been some yeah. duds. Well, Friday, I mean, because the Pac-12 plays Friday, right? right but yeah. still, but I get your point. The weekend, I yes. guess. Uh, yes, there have been. Uh, I, I like it, Trent. I wish it was going to be next year as opposed to this year, but it yeah. can't have everything. Uh, I, I, I think it's the right model. Um, what's it going to do to some of the minor bowls along the way? Does that destroy those games that take place on the 20th of December, you know, whatever the date might be. They still watch, though. And, and they need, I mean, ESPN's going to want content, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So I don't think that, I mean, we may lose a couple of bowls. But that's all right. So so here's the thing. So when when that first week of the playoff is played, let's just go, let's, the winners go by seed. So five, mm-hmm. six, seven, and eight all win. Yep. What is teams do to teams 9, 10, 11, and 12 go to a bowl game then? Because this would be played before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yes. So there's still time to get them in there. Right. Right in the middle of finals. The problem. Never mind that schoolwork. We got practice. <laughs> is more than likely you're going to have teams that went on the road, lost a game. Uh huh. You're coming back. You don't know what the destination is. So does, say, the Outback Bowl. Okay. Do they hold a slot open? For, 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 for a, a loser. A great point. That's the way you would do it. That's the Yes. Outback Bowl gets this year choice. And maybe that's the way that you also help out the bowl system, where you kind of have a draft then after oh, that weekend. Trent, I'd watch. The Outback Bowl gets the number one selection. Yep. The teams that lost, and they take the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. All right, back to Tampa mm-hmm. again for Iowa. And the second choice is... Uh, the Insight Bowl. Right. And they get their choice of who lost in the... Uh, right. and we, we just need that for, for, for four of the major non-qualifying bowls. I mean, the Liberty Bowl's got Memphis and Oklahoma State. And we already know that. Yes, right. right. Um, bowls of that ilk. Pinstripe Bowl, they get Rutgers again. We And we know that we don't have to wait for the draft. They're, they're going to be playing yep. Syracuse. Yeah. Right? Boys, Rutgers versus Syracuse. P- get your tickets. U. Yeah, plenty available. Um but that's the way I think it should be done. Yeah. They they hold that slot and they they bring Herb Street and Company on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. So you got the phone number to the committee? You get a hold of them, let them know. We got this thing figured out. Well, it it's, it's actually should have gone so no, it wouldn't be it'd be the week before the Big 10 media days, which should have been Chicago and they're not there in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh but uh, there'll be a lot of news coming out of those meetings on the 17th and 18th. Don't know where in Chicago. I mean, obviously it's going to be a swanky hotel. These guys aren't yeah. going to stay, you know, at a two-star um, there'll, there'll be someplace nice, but there'll be some news coming. And if you're a college football fan and you've been holding out hope that uh, expansion of the playoff is coming, it seems like you are in luck. Fair to say? Absolutely. 12-teamer. Not perfect, but pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I could see this... Um I could see this in place for a while. I then mm-hmm. look, they're not going to they're not going to try 12 teams with the right to change just a couple of years. You have to let this thing develop, I would think. Well, what have we got? 6 years so far of the college football playoff. Uh, yeah. Seemingly. It'll be 8 after the next two. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yep. 8 years of 12 and 
Look, you're still talking about adding three more games if you go to 16. I mean, can you imagine a game at Jack Trice or Kinnick Stadium in the oh. middle of December, and here comes a team from the south? Oh, yeah. I mean, how good would that be, right? Here comes Georgia. Yes. And they haven't played north of the Mason-Dixon right. line ever. Right. After the month of September. You know, we're going to have those storylines. Yep. And and teams that you never would seemingly mean. Notre Dame, Iowa State, at Jack Trice Stadium. Flurries in the air. Perfect. Some kids that have never seen snow before, yes. now they're going to be playing in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things to like about this, Trent. So the, the, the first weekend of December is going to be the championship games. Mm-hmm. So let's say that's the 5th. So the, the 12th, 11th and 12th would be the play on the um the non buy teams mm-hmm. then they re- they get together back in late jan or late december so maybe this thing pushes into the is the championship game then played the the week between the uh, NFL Conference Championships and the Super Bowl? Could well, you move it that far? I, I think on the surface that makes a lot of sense. One thing I've always heard when people have come out with different ideas for their college football You're playoff. you going to say, oh, you can't overshadow the Pro Bowl. No, <laughs> that is not where I'm going. No, it is. it becomes a two-semester sport. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Here's a dirty little secret. A lot of the guys yeah. would not be eligible mm-hmm. if it was a two-semester mm-hmm. sport. And... I remember Ohio State, this is something that they've talked about a lot. Yeah. You have guys taking light loads or just maybe not finishing their loads in not, fall. Not really bothering. <laughs> and spring comes yeah. along in summer, and that's when you catch back that's up. That's a good point. But you know what? Maybe that, maybe that uh, does uh, keep them focused a little bit because, yeah. after all, they're there for yeah. their student-athletes. No, well, anyways, we will uh, head to Las Vegas when we come back. Look forward to catching up with Chris Andrews again. Uh, the South Point is done. Over-under totals totally different. They take the non-conference schedule, they rip it off the page and throw it in the trash. These are conference games only. We'll uh, pick Chris's brain on how he came up with that. We'll do some we'll do some sports wagering talk with one of the best. He's been there setting numbers and writing tickets in Las Vegas since the 70s. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Next, Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 kicks and 0106 Zoomers. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Let's head to Vegas, shall we? Chris Andrews, a longtime line maker, ticket writer. He's at the South Point. The South Point has put out their... Uh, college football regular season conference wins. They're doing it differently, and I applaud them for it. Chris, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on again, Chris Andrews. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine, and it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. No, we love having you on. Before we get to college football, let's. Uh, the biggest story, or one of the bigger stories over the weekend, was uh, was the John Rom uh, being being forced to withdraw with the COVID positive. A lot of the online books decided to take advantage of that marketing opportunity and to credit accounts with either site credits or actually pay the money. I know that in Vegas, a lot, of, uh, a, a number of the properties decided not to do that. I'm with them. I think it's a bad precedence to do this. I mean, the next time somebody guy has seafood and the scallops were bad, he, you know, he's sick as a dog and can't play Sunday's final round, then what are you going to do? Uh, your thoughts on how it was handled? I'm not sure there is a right answer, Chris, but I can see it both ways, which isn't good in talk radio, but I truly can. Well, we, 
we just try to stick by our rules, you know, and the rules in our place and in most places around Las Vegas is if the guy starts, you have action. Uh, my problem with, you know, bending the rules is uh, how much do you bend them and when do you bend them and where does it all stop? Right. You know, and I know these places, and I'm kind of involved with one of them, so I don't want to comment too much, because, but their business model is different than our model. Uh, you know, I think their model at this point in time is, you know, getting customers and retaining them in, in one way or another. Uh, you know, that site credit and all that other stuff. You know, I, I'm really an old school guy. Listen, you made a bet. Yep. You got a bet and I got a bet. Mm-hmm. You, you bet one side and I need the other one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the rules are the rules. And I said, hey, I've bent rules in the past a couple times. And almost every time I, I bend rules like this, it comes and bites me on the butt. You know, so I'm better off. These are the rules. We're going to stick to them. We think they're really, really fair yep. for the players and for the house. And uh, that's just the way we're going to operate. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And yeah, it, it could be a difficult spot. I understand it, though. Certainly the marketing aspect. That's important, too, and, and trying to, with so many people, getting their name out there in the game, getting your name in front of it and not having to pay for advertising, eh, that's certainly a way yeah. that they're going about that route. Well, Chris, we morph from that into something that you're doing a little bit differently at the South Point, and that's your college football win totals for the year. Instead of taking the 12-game regular season, something you told us you were going to do last time we had you on the show a couple of weeks back, instead you went conference-only games. So for people that maybe missed it last time, again, just your justification, kind of the reasoning behind going, instead of the 12-game full schedule, going with the conference-only games for these win totals. Well, I think a lot of these out-of-conference games right now, I mean, nothing like, you know, let's say an Iowa-Iowa State game. I mean, that game's going to be played. But, you know, you get some of these other teams that are playing, you know, really bottom-of-the-barrel uh, Division One teams or even FCS teams. I think some of those games might get canceled. Now, the, the thought in America is pretty much that the, the COVID pandemic is over. I don't think it is. I mean, I hope it is. But just look at India, look at Brazil, Look at like Peru and Chile. Even they're saying there's a new wave coming in uh, in Great Britain. Um, I, I'm just not sure that that's the case. I mean, listen, I'm with everybody else. Of course, I hope it is, but I think some of those games may get canceled. I think there's that opportunity. Whereas I'm just about positive every conference is going to do their best for their teams to play a complete conference schedule. So I thought that was a better way to go, and I know it's a little different. I've had a lot of trouble explaining it to people. I'm getting calls, boy, you crazy, Alabama, seven and a half wins. They could do that. And say, yeah, I know. But they only play eight conference games, so you know, you got to read the rules. Um, you know, so that, that's been a bit of a challenge, probably more than I thought it was going to be. But uh, that's just the way I decided to do it. And uh, what's done is done, and I hope it all works out for us and the players. Indeed. Chris, I've always wanted to know, um, you're setting a number right on like a, like a, with, no, with no hook, right? No two and a yeah. half or five and a half. How difficult is that for you as a line maker? Do you mean once you come up with your number and say it is six, do you, do you go back and you know, we'll just use six as an example. Well, do I make it five and a half or do I go six and a half? We want to have, you know, an, an outcome, whether it's a win or a loss instead of just a refund of the money. How difficult, uh, how much do you find yourself wanting to go below the number that you say should be or above it with that hook? Well, you know, that's a really good question. 
You must have gone to J school or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I try to use the halves as much as possible because I really don't want a push. You know, right. that, that, yeah, I mean, who wants to sweat for six months and you get your money back? Uh, I prefer to use the hooks, but when I look at like a team, uh, I'm looking right now. I got on my screen. Let's say, uh, I got Virginia four flat. Now, when I'm making the number, I'm looking and I say, well, if I use three and a half, how, how am I going to lose this bet? You know, and you go through their games. Okay. If I use four and a half, how am I going to lose this bet? And you start looking. And of course we adjust juice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's big juice on some of these sides. This one I, I used as a good example of just four flat. And sometimes you look and say, geez, these other, these half points really leave me vulnerable. And I, I don't, I'm not sure I could juice it. Not juice it enough or juice it properly uh, to get some action on both sides. So then I just I settle on the whole number. But I try not to do that. But obviously, there's a lot of whole numbers out there, and uh, you know it's just the way it goes. Sometimes you got to try to put out the right number. But that that takes precedent. But if possible, I'd like to use the half the half game. Because these are different, different than anything you've done, and I don't remember seeing anything like this out there. Nor do I. Have you gotten more action, less action, and any big wagers at this point, and specifically, of course, either on Iowa or Iowa State? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, the answer is I've done a lot of action. So uh, <laughs> Now, there's a lot of noise on Twitter, which I, I always laugh at, because like I said, it took a fir- that first wave of guys tell me how crazy I am, but of course your team's going to win more games than whatever I put up, and they have to explain no, these are conference games only. So that's created a lot of buzz on Twitter. Um, the guys tell me how stupid I am, which is okay. Yeah. But uh, we've done a ton of action, a lot of noise on Twitter, and uh, Iowa State, I've gotten I opened them seven, I think seven flat, or seven, I think I'm at seven under right now. And Iowa, I did get that under. I opened up six and a half under a dollar twenty. I'm down to six and a half under a dollar thirty five. So a little bit of little bit of action on both your teams here on the under. Just but just a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Uh, how about Kansas? Uh, the number is one. <laughs> Can, yeah. I mean, they, so so in order to win, you bet they have to win two games. Obviously, in order yeah. for uh, when when you when you put up a number like that, I mean, do you get any play on that at all? Well, I, it's funny because I have them right on my screen right in front of me right now, and I have one $50 bet on the under, so not too much. That, yeah, that was another one of those numbers. I said, well, if I put it up to an, one and a half and juice it pretty strong to the under, man, I'm looking at that schedule. How are they going to get two wins out of this schedule? I don't know. Uh, and then if I put it up a half, you know, that's <laughs> you're, can they get lucky and win one game this year? Well, I think they, they can. Remember, they beat Texas a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Strong, I think, is the last game. And I remember I needed Kansas under that year. And they, Charlie Strong got fired shortly thereafter. So I always said, I wish they had fired him on Friday. Yeah. I might have had a chance to win my bet. Uh, but I thought one was a good number. And I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way to get off that one. So uh, that's where we're at. And, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of action, just a small token bet on the under. But, you know, these games don't – this is going to be up till September. So, you know, we've got a ways to go. One other in the Big 12 that jumped off the page to me, that was Texas at four and a half. And it's Texas. You know, there's a ton of talent there. Sark comes in. 
He's winning in the recruiting trail. That doesn't matter, though, certainly as it pertains to the here and now for 2021. The four-and-a-half number, how you got to that one, and I would guess that you see an action on the over. Am I right? Just just a little bit, not little bit. much. But uh, um, first of all, when is Texas and Sark specifically not recruited well? That's <laughs> true. Yeah, good point. Yep. You know, so that, that goes almost without saying. You know, they have a lot of money down there and a lot of uh, oil money that just, uh, you know, it's. I think that's a double-edged sword, though. I think it's one of those programs where, you know, too many cooks spoil the stew and you got a lot of these uh, very wealthy Texans that are really trying to dictate to the to the coach, the athletic pro, uh, program on, it, on you know, how to run. Um, and that's a very fine line to walk. I just don't think much of Sark as a coach. He did a great job. Uh, at Alabama these last couple of years uh, under Nick Saban, though. And I think Nate Saban certainly had a strong hand there. But Sark's been around, and I just don't think he's that great of a coach. And plus, I, in as a very broad-brush general term, I don't like new coaches in college because you're coming in and the players, uh, even though they've recruited very well at Texas, like I said, they have you know, since, you know, the, the acres days. Uh, I, I'm not sure that these players fit what Sark is exactly trying to do. They might, they might not. I don't know. But as a general rule, if you bet against most new coaches, you're going to probably do pretty good, that, certainly that first year. Chris Andrews from the South Point is our guest. A couple more minutes, Chris. We'll let you go. We appreciate it, as always. A very popular segment uh, with both the hosts and a good portion <laughs> of our listening audience. So the t- uh, two conferences that play eight games, eight conference games, the SEC and the ACC, and both of the heavy heads. Clemson, you've got it seven and a half. Likewise, Alabama, which... Yeah. Um, so what what kind of play have you seen on Clemson and Alabama for you to go over seven and a half? Clearly, they have to run the slate for you to cash. What are you seeing on Clemson and Alabama with where you set them at seven and a half? Well, I juiced the Clemson over pretty strong. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think I used it minus two dollars. Uh, again, you know, you just go through that schedule. You know, the ACC I don't think is all that weak, but the 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 other good teams in the ACC are on the other side of the ledger. So they don't play North Carolina or Miami in the regular season. You know, they're going to play, um, you'll probably play them in one of those two teams in the playoff, uh, in the championship game, but I'm not using championship games. You're just, uh, you know, regular season game. So I, I juice Clemson pretty strong to the over. Let me see if I can find my notes. It was 200 when it, yeah. when it opened, yeah. Yeah, seven and a half over $2. Like I said, and I'm looking at my notes here. I got them double-digit favorites in every game. But, of course, they did lose to Pitt a couple years back, uh, you know, who was not exactly a premier team at this point in time, unfortunately, for any Pittsburgh guys that are out there. Uh, they did lose to Pitt. Uh, they, did they lose to Syracuse? They did. Years back too? Yeah, on a Friday yeah, night. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that you know, it, it, nobody's unstoppable. I understand that, but it's it's hard to find uh, a, a loss on that schedule. Uh, Alabama, now that's a different story. As great as I think Alabama is, and I did get bet a little bit on Alabama over, a little bit, not much yet. But again, you look at them, and you know, even games where they're big favorites, you know, you know, Florida, mm-hmm. Texas A and M, uh, you know, LSU, Auburn. I mean. You know, I can see them losing one of those games. You know, something comes up. And the other thing I always try to, you know, tell my people while we're making these numbers, let's not forget, 
every single team, this is everybody from, you know, Akron to Alabama, every one of them. At this point in time, you're, you're, you're expecting perfection as far as like injuries and what have you. We know that doesn't happen. You know, we, we have, you know, I, I mean, I'm 65. I've been around a long time. That does not happen. But who's it going to happen to? I don't know. Is it going to happen to Bama this year? I don't know. Clemson? You know, maybe. I mean, is it going to happen to Akron? If it happens to Akron, <laughs> they're in a lot of trouble because they don't have a lot of depth, you know. But, but you got to remember that. Every team is going to suffer through injuries or, you know, hurricanes or, you know, God knows what. I don't know. But it's hard to assume who's going to do that right now. But these little blips do happen to everybody almost every year. And, and you know, Bama's all obviously been the kind of team that could recover from those little blips, and so is Clemson. But, you know, other teams haven't. But uh, it's hard to pre- predict who and when and why and all that stuff's going to happen. But it's, it's going to happen to somebody for sure. Final thing for you, Chris. Uh, last few years you've been putting out – a field bet. It's you get Alabama, Clemson, maybe one other team, and you can bet either them or the rest of the field. Are you working on that one again? And any teams that you're zeroing in on? It just feels like in college football, those bets aren't as fun as they were even five years ago when you first started doing them. Well, Trent, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I mean, probably throw Ohio State into the mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, between Alabama and Ohio State, they've both made the playoffs without even winning their division. You know, and this is what's wrong with college football and the way the championship is constructed. And like I said, you you find me a loss on that Clemson mm, ledger. Can't. And, you know, so, I mean, I think those three teams, I don't know about a lock, but they are pretty big favorites to make it to the playoffs. And it's not like the NCAA tournament where you have to play your way in. I'm the hoops I'm talking about. You know, you can play your way in. You could be an underdog. You could be UCLA, who was, you know, it was in the playing games in Dayton. And made it to the Final Four. Doesn't happen in college football. So I, it's you're right, Grant. It's not that fun. I mean, right now those if I were to group those three teams together, they'd be huge favorites mm-hmm. over the field. And that's not good for college football. It really is not. And as much as I love the sport of college football, it's probably my favorite sport. I hate the way it's administered. I, I think it's just terribly mismanaged. And as great as it is, it could be much, much better. You rooting for the Colorado Avalanche? Do you need them? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, again, that's another double-edged sword. <laughs> the more Vegas is in there, you should you should see these casinos when the, when Vegas is playing. They go crazy. I mean, this team from day one yep. has really captured this team. Now to throw a little, you know, a little salt on the thing here. Uh, if you remember back when they started, that's when Las Vegas lost 58 people in a mass oh, shooting. Sure. And, and Vegas, yeah. uh, the night started kind of like right after mm-hmm. that. And that really kind of, you know, bound the city together in a way. And and plus the fact they've been good from Jump Street. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, that's really kind of carried through. But it was a very very unique situation under a lot of different circumstances that is going to be almost impossible to duplicate for any other coming franchise in, you know in the, in the future but this town really really loves this that team and uh, like i said 
part of me on a daily basis roots against them. But <laughs> I also know in the big picture, it's kind of nice having them around. It really brings in a lot of business. Good for business. Yeah, in fact, I was at T-Mobile a couple of weeks ago watching the Lanch and the Knights, and there's a tribute yeah. to the Vegas Strong um, amongst some of the banners. Chris, we love having yeah. you on. We really and truly do. Thank you for doing this for us. Good luck, as always. Uh, we'll talk in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Chris Andrews. You got it, guys. Great talking to you. Good talking to you. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Chris, one of my favorite guests, Trent Condon. I love that segment. He is a good guy on top of it. If you're heading out to Vegas this summer, go to the South Point. Say hi. I'd be glad you did. Yes. He... And he'll get you a drink ticket. Yeah. Yeah, He'll he'll, he'll hook you up a little bit. Drop our names. You might get two. Yes. He's just that kind of person on top of it. And... Always looking to talk. I mean, you can see he just enjoys mm-hmm. conversing. And if you ever listen to Vison with Brent Musburger's network, you'll hear him on there a lot because he can spin yarn. He can tell a story, yep. and he's got a lot of them. Forty years plus in Vegas. Yeah, it's good stuff. And the outlet malls are right across the street. So if you get drugged, drop there, the wife off. Is what you're absolutely. saying? Absolutely. And um, you know, go walk across the street, and you're in. The South Point. We will take a time out, come back, finish up the hour. Scott Dockerman leads off hour number two. We're continuing our look around the regional teams uh, as far as OTAs, minicamps, etc. Today, the Chiefs with Nick Athen. Taking, taking you until noon is what I meant to say on 1460. KXNO and 106.7. good. Welcome back. A few minutes till we head to hour number two, and Scott Dockerman will lead that off. Trent, as many have pointed out today, the uh, Packers, while on the surface, may be you know, disappointed that Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Mm-hmm. This is a really good opportunity to get Jordan Love uh, some experience taking all the snaps with the ones. Uh, and as many have pointed out as well, this is exactly what happened when the Favre Rodgers transition started to happen, right? Favre, uh, Favre didn't report to these camps. And Aaron Rodgers was in Jordan Love's shoes and getting all that experience with those receivers and because sooner or later it's going to be his team. What do you read into the reports? And there have been a lot of them out there. Jordan Love is not close to ready. Jordan Love is worse than anticipated. You know, those kind of things. There's been a lot and it's always... How people know? Right. But those stories have been out there in Green Bay media, national media. That Boy, they, they really missed on this one. Any credence at all to those or... Is it summer clickbait? He, he, potentially that, by the way, the biggest summer clickbait of all. Did you see what they're talking about on Screaming A. Smith's show today? Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? Well, <laughs> that's a good one. It, might Arch Manning be the best Manning of all time? Oh, uh, okay. Can we wait till he gets to, through the prom, for crying out loud? Great, huh? Uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, he was way better. He would come after his junior year. He came out his... Not his last year in college, his, fine, his next to the last year, he was really good. Yes, he was. But he had good talent around him. And when that talent graduated, they had a step back at Utah State. So I, I don't know. Um, I think that in best case scenario is Aaron Rodgers goes back one more year and he gives the, and then knowing that you give us one year, we'll give you your wish and you can go wherever you want. We wouldn't get what they may be thinking they're going to get for him now, but it's going to be a big story all summer long, like it or not, just like it was during the Favre, Willie or won't he? It was good for business. Yes. And that's all we ask for. Summer topics, always good. Right. Will Arch Manning be the greatest Manning of all time? I say yes. You say no. We'll tell you about it on the other side. <laughs> Scott.
Scott Dockerman kicks off hour number two. He's back from vacation. Nick Athenon, the Chiefs, Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.